This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. Now on Talk Radio We're ecstatic to, to, to have Attorney General Josh Shapiro, who was also the Democratic candidate for governor in Pennsylvania. Josh, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. It's great to be with you and Sam. It's great great to be here, Sam. Um, big night and, 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 and a lot of purpose in this night. A lot of purpose. Very, very important evening. Very important campaign. And uh, as we said earlier, this may be the most important uh, election for our Commonwealth in decades, if not in our history. Uh, so people have to get engaged, they have to get educated, they have to participate in, in the democratic process, and I'm looking forward to hearing what the Attorney General has to ha- say about his campaign. Sam, let me ask you to set the table for the listening audience. This is a labor show. You've been on this program many times, educating our labor leaders, educating the union workers that make up those unions. What do you want those members to hear on this program tonight? I want them to hear the message of the Attorney General, and I want to hear the message about what he plans and has his vision for the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, and because this is a labor show. Everyone ought to be very interested in understanding what the Attorney General has done for workers' rights to protect workers, his vision to honor the sanctity, the ability to collectively bargain. That is in his heart, that is in his being, that is in his political DNA, and he will fight for that. And people have to understand that his opponents are their enemies in regard to all those concepts. This is a way of life in order to have a decent wage. We all have a right to have a decent wage, benefit package, and the ability to collectively bargain at arm's length with an employer. And Josh Shapiro's here to champion all those ideas. And, And Josh, you had talked when you gave your speech earlier about terms like right to work. Okay, and there's so many, you know, like Sam said, never been a more important election, so much on the line. You said right off, right off the bat, a term like that, you'll veto that, where your opponents, and there's nine of them, okay, every, every single one of them would shoot that down, and to Sam's point, they would, they would deny our right to collectively bargain. Talk about that commitment. The stakes in this race for governor could not be higher, and the contrast couldn't be clearer between me and my Republican opponents. Let's take workers' rights, for example. You know, when I became attorney general, I started a unit that was designed just to help workers. And so we've prosecuted CEOs for wage theft and worker misclassification. We've stood up to protect collective bargaining. I've been a protector of workers. Now as governor, I want to expand union membership. I want to expand opportunities for people to join a union. And I will protect against efforts to pass something called right to work 
which might sound nice, but exactly. in reality, oh. what it really is, is code word for doing away with unions. That's right. It's the race that about it. Sam Pond, you've said it many times on this very show. The, the PR battle, terms like right to work, okay, that was created by clever marketing to, 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 to take our work, workers' rights and to flush them down the toilet. And we're, we were losing the battle. Now we're not losing the battle. We're fighting together. Never more in America have unions been more at the forefront. I want to ask you a, a, a couple other questions in other directions. Your, your experience and commitment to public service, starting back when you were a state rep in the 153rd, and as uh, the, the Attorney General in Pennsylvania, has that shaped your candidacy uh, for governor right now more than ever? I'll tell you what shapes my service. Uh, my family and my faith. My family and my faith ground me. It is what has called me into service. And then the work I've done as state representative, as county commissioner, and as attorney general, the stories I've picked up along the way, the people that we've helped, the folks that have talked to me about their fears and their challenges, the folks that come to me much like they come to Sam when they're, they're struggling, they're down and out, they need help. I've been proud to be there for them and help them. And those stories that I have seen, I have heard, I have lived and witnessed, that's what fuels me in this campaign, to fight for them every single day. Now, and before we get into uh, you know, uh, uh, some of the work issues, the workforce issues that, that you're supporting and, 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 and a lot of the plans, commitment to diversity, um, you know, you, you've, you've had that commitment since day one. Talk about that. Look, I think uh, when you take a job like governor or attorney general and you take an oath of office to serve the good people of Pennsylvania, well, you better serve all the good people of Pennsylvania. And so I believe in surrounding myself with people who don't look like me, people who come from different walks of life, who have different life experiences, come from different party backgrounds than me. And then we come together around a round table like this and we, we fight it out, we talk it out. And then ultimately we come up with a policy or a position or a platform that works for more Pennsylvanians, that breaks through the divisions that exist and bring people together. And I think diversity is a strength because it allows us to go out and fight for more people and to help more people from different walks of life. Sam. Josh Shapiro joining us here on The Labor Show with Jadok and Krause. Sam, let's bring you uh, into the conversation. Let's have some concrete, hard dialogue. Uh, how can... Uh, Josh Shapiro help the union members of the union component? I think it's an important question. Well, I, uh, first of all, I think that Josh is, has a vision. The, Josh has done things as an attorney general that I think were uh, cutting edge, unique. Absolutely. Uh, I'll give you an example. In my position with the Pennsylvania Alliance, I traveled throughout the country to, to many, many different states. And this is Josh's first term. And they said, Josh Shapiro, he's your attorney general. You know, wow, what an impressive guy. I can't believe some of the things he's doing. I think all of those things that Josh will bring to the table in regard to not only protecting organized labor, but I think enhancing, empowering. Um, when I say enhancing, empowering, I, don't, I think that there's a lot of union laborers, and we've said it many, many times. We have some of the best business managers that could be CEOs. Look, Josh is a public servant. Josh gave up a lot to serve the public. Josh could do anything. He could run a major company. He could have a great law firm. He gave that all up, and so did business managers. But I think we've had some great business managers that said, what's the different connection between business, industry, and organized labor? Let's work together 
And I think Josh just made a really good point about sitting down and let's hear about, let's solve problems together. All I want is my members to have a decent wage. I want you to make a profit. You're risking your capital. Let's all get together and enhance that idea. What's going on with the environment? Yeah, we want to do things where we're going to be able to to make, uh, you know, Pennsylvania have an idea of being an industry leader in whatever that is. But also let's have the ability to have people have a good, decent wage. I think that Josh's vision... Josh's abilities, Josh showing up every day to do it a different way, not the same old. And he's shown that as an attorney general. He's, he, it's just been cutting edge. It's been fascinating. I said it earlier, he's been the greatest attorney general in my life, maybe in the history of the Commonwealth. And I think he'll do the same when he gets into the governor's mansion in regard to labor. And it'll be across the board in regard to what he's done. And we're going to talk about, right now, not right now, we're going to talk about another issue. I see Tony over there in the corner, about another issue that, that has devastated organized labor that Josh dealt with. Josh, let me get you to weigh in, if you don't mind, just as a follow-up to that. How do you cut through the smoke? How do you get through that clutter of confusion so your message resonates? I think you got to speak clearly. you got to speak with purpose. And you got to show the hell up. I mean, seriously, too many politicians nowadays, they'll tweet at you. They'll put a commercial on TV, um, but they don't show up. I was in a town of Boyer, which is in Butler County, Pennsylvania. It's a county that Democrats don't win. And it's a town of 800 people. And I went and met those folks at the local hunt club to hear what was on their mind to talk about how I could actually make their lives just a little bit better, that I could work with them to actually break through some of the the noise and the discontent that exists and actually make things a little bit better for their families. You got to show up. And I'm committed. I have done that. I'm committed to doing that, not just in the context of a campaign, but every day as governor, making sure you see people who oftentimes get ignored and making sure you listen to people who have oftentimes been forgotten. You know, it's interesting because you've taken on the, the big fights. I'm a Catholic, and let me tell you something. When the Pope came to Philadelphia, the elephant in the room was those things that were going on with those priests yeah. and getting away with things. It was one of the greatest days ever when you took on the Catholic Church and that issue right there. Because guess what? For years and years and years, it was the elephant in the room. But that and the and big pharma and, yeah. and, 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 the, and the addiction issue, which you brought up here earlier yeah. tonight. Talk about the importance... Of, of, of taking the big fights and, and, yeah. and, and not shucking them, taking them head on and making that kind of difference. We need a governor that is willing to take on the big fights and deliver real results. I'm someone who is fearless. I think you have to go out and be willing to take on anyone who's screwing around with a Pennsylvania. And I have done that, taking on the most powerful organization on the planet, the Roman Catholic Church. And to be clear, I have great respect and right. great admiration for Catholicism. I have zero tolerance for some predator priest. Exactly. I have zero tolerance for the bishops that look the other way. And I have zero tolerance for the Vatican that enabled this to go on for decades. And we took them on. There are predator priests behind bars. The Pope himself acknowledged the truth of what we uncovered. And I hear nearly every day from a survivor or from a relative of a survivor who says, thank you for giving me some justice. Thank you for giving me life back. And I've taken that attitude 
to those who manufactured the opioid crisis that claims the lives of 14 Pennsylvanians a day, these, these pharmaceutical companies, we've taken them on and brought billions of dollars back to Pennsylvania for treatment. We're willing to take on anybody who screws around with a Pennsylvanian. Absolutely. Uh, ha- having said that, let's, let's kind of switch over. Talk about your, your plan to expand uh, our workforce here in Pennsylvania and invest in job training. We're doing it all wrong, right? I mean, think about this for a second. We got a bunch of jobs that need to be filled from welders to plumbers to computer programmers. And these are folks who could be learning these skills in high school and then using those skills to go out in the workforce and, by the way, make a really good living. But yet we have set up this construct in our education system where we've got this over-reliance on standardized testing. We're teaching kids to test. We're not teaching them VOTEC and computer training. And then we're treating them like failures if they don't go to college. And I think that is wrong. I think it's elitist and it's got to change. And so my view is you need to create opportunity zones for young people in high school. And you know what? For that young person that wants to go get a liberal arts degree, that's awesome. And we're going to make it more affordable for you to do it. And that person that wants to go be a computer programmer or wants to be a welder or a plumber or laborer, we're going to celebrate that as well. And we're going to teach them how to do it in their high school class. And we're going to get them into the workforce. And that is going to help lift up not just that young person, but lift all of us up because we have a changing economy right now with a whole bunch of jobs that can't be filled. We've got to train young people for the jobs of tomorrow, and it starts with organized labor and apprenticeships, apprenticeships. and getting people to work that way. Sam, we've talked about the apprenticeships, and, and, and Josh, education, when you talk about education, not everybody learns the same way, and it's exactly what you're talking about right now. You're also talking about, um, I think, uh, government or, or, or statewide jobs not requiring a four-year degree. Yeah, so listen, we have this attitude in Pennsylvania state government. We have 75,000 employees. And while many of them require very specialized skills that are going to require advanced degrees, many of our jobs don't require, shouldn't require college degrees, yet they all are mandated to have a college degree. I will end that mandate. You will not have to have a college degree to apply for the majority of jobs working for the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. We want to show, we want to not just talk the talk, but walk the walk. And so when I'm governor, we'll make that change immediately. Josh Shapiro joining us here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT along with Sam Pond. Uh, this is The Labor Show uh, with Jay Doc and Krause. Fascinating uh, conversation, Sam. Uh, we sit here in Philadelphia, the western part of the state is very different. Uh, than it is here uh, in uh, the eastern part of Pennsylvania. Yet Josh needs to be able to co- connect on both sides. Is it a yeah, different think, approach? Or well, no? no, I think Josh has shown that he connects statewide. I mean, he's he's won statewide elections with the the highest vote count. And I and I really think what he's I think what Josh has got is he, he's he, you're communicating ideas. This is exactly what we're talking about in regard to Josh Shapiro as governor. He's thinking outside the box. It's just not the same old way. We're doing things now with him as governor, when he becomes governor, that is going to be a game changer. These are, these are new ideas that are going to change Pennsylvanians' lives, Pennsylvanians' lives, and we really have to embrace them. We have to communicate them. We have to understand them. It, he, Josh is talking about things that no one's ever talked about, that are, that are empowering, that are enhancing lives. He's shown it as attorney general. I keep on saying it. And he'll show it as governor. We got to get him 
elected. And having said that, we've got a couple minutes left, Josh. Two minutes left, J-Doc, two minutes. you got a three-part plan to cut taxes and lower costs and put money back into Pennsylvania's yeah. pockets, who are struggling every day now with the rising costs from everything from food to gas. Just touch on it, if you will. Yeah, real quick, listen. Prices are going up at the pump, at the grocery store, in your homes. And I think we can all agree this wasn't created by some policy of state government, by the legislature or the governor. There are global factors here. Absolutely. But I think as governor, you can't just pass the buck. You got to do something about it. And so as governor, I will put money back in people's pockets immediately. Here's how. We have nuisance taxes in Pennsylvania, like the cell phone tax. Next time you pay your cell phone bill, you're paying an extra 11% to Pennsylvania. We're going to cancel that and put $317 million back in people's pockets. Second, we got a whole bunch of seniors who are struggling to stay in their home. So I want to take our property tax rent rebate, double it, and include another quarter million seniors so that more seniors are able to afford to stay in their own homes. Third, price of fuel is going up. Vladimir Putin, the war in Ukraine, a lot of that is affecting it, but we have a responsibility in Pennsylvania to act. So I'm going to give every Pennsylvanian with a car 250 bucks. If you have two cars, you get 500 bucks, three cars, 750, so on and so forth. A gas tax rebate that's going to go in your pocket right away. Now listen, the other side, they're going to tell you they're going to cut the gas tax. I want to tell you what happens when you cut the gas tax. It's really important, Sam. You cut the gas tax, you defund police. The police rely on the gas tax for funding. The other thing is you defund roads and bridges. Hell, we just had a bridge collapse in Pittsburgh. Thank God no one was killed. Now is not the time to defund infrastructure and put union laborers out of work. We've got to make sure we're investing in infrastructure, investing in police, so we have to protect that gas tax, but give people a gas tax refund. The final thing I'd say on that is when you cut the gas tax, as my opponents want to do, you know who makes a buck? Not Pennsylvanians. The oil and gas executives. They make the money, and they don't have to pass it along. I want to pass money along directly to the people of Pennsylvania, put money in their pocket. We didn't create inflation, but we have a responsibility to help people who are struggling right now. Josh Shapiro joining us here on The Labor Show with Jay Dock and Krause from the baseball fields in Glenside. There you to go. the governor's mansion. God will. Sampon, great stuff tonight. Uh, well done by you. We'll take a commercial break on The I, Labor I Show. Wanna, I want to say before we go to commercial, thank you to Sampon and his colleagues for looking out for people when they're at their lowest point, when they're hurt, when they're struggling, when they really need someone who knows the system and can help them. Sam Pond and his colleagues are there. And Sam, I appreciate you. Thanks, well, Josh. Well done. Well, here, here. well stated. A man who changes lives even when he's asleep. Well done, Sam. Nice <laughs> job uh, by you. We'll get to a commercial break. Back in a moment. Tonight's edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by IBEW Local 98 North, UFCW Local 1776, Sheet Metal Workers Local 19, and the International Union of Painters and Allied Trades, DC 21. Today's program has been pre-recorded. I'm back here on the Labor Show with J Doc and Krause. Good stuff in our opening segment, J Doc. We roll along here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Man, I can't keep you off the microphone tonight. You're literally eating the mic. Your your desire to get through is penetrating well, the we're audience. Talking, well we're, done, we're sir. We're talking about uh, voting. We're talking about elections. We're talking about organized labor, and we're talking about our life's blood. We're here at Parma Hockey at a gala event. Um, and that is the topic. We, Jerry, the hockey partner here. Uh, Jerry, how are Thanks, you, sir? I'm doing great. It's great to be here. Thank you for, for coming. Thank you, Frank, for being here. Uh, it's a tremendous evening for Josh, for labor, 
for every Pennsylvanian who un- needs to understand the the stakes. The stakes in November. Absolutely. It can't be more important. And, and having said that, we're really fortunate also to have uh, an effective June 1st, the president of Pennsylvania AFL-CIO, Mr. Frank Snyder. Uh, how are you, Frank? Great to be in this wonderful city. Uh, great to be with dear friends, longtime friends, uh, former neighbors from Western Pennsylvania. Uh, <laughs> of course, we love it here in, in Philadelphia. Anytime we get, uh, and, and, and and yet you're Eagles and Flyers fans. I find that awesome. <laughs> time out. Time like out. I'm oh. the line. <laughs> Don't lose your head. <laughs> uh, but having said that, obviously we have the primaries coming up, and in labor, uh, President, uh, you, you know we we have. Um, it, it, it's our life spot. It's what keeps us um, alive and active and vibrant, uh, our labor community. Talk about the importance of that and why you're here in, in, in Philadelphia tonight. There's no question that uh, exactly what Jerry indicated about how important this is, and we are thrilled that, that Josh came by here. Invest now or pay later. That's what I say to all of our folks out there. Invest now or pay later. What do you mean, Frank? Invest every way you can, whether that's boots on the crown, you know, whether that's putting resources, any kind of resource into this election. Because if, if we do not win this race, you are going to pay later. And all elections have consequences. If you don't believe that, think about four years ago, five years ago. Sure. Um, you know, and look at the consequences that we're faced with right now in the Supreme Court. We said this. We said that there was going to be change. That's the consequence that we have and we're paying for right now. If you don't believe it, you need to believe it. Well, you know, and, and, and why are we in Philadelphia? Oh, my goodness. You know, we know that Philadelphia is a strong democratic city. But we need record turnout like ever before. This is typically a lower turnout election. We need our folks out there, aggressively out there. And, and you know, Josh Shapiro, what a great candidate. Jerry, oh, is there fantastic. any better? No. He's, you know? Listen, as Sam said earlier during his introduction to Josh's uh, speech tonight, he has a track record. He has been fighting for the, the citizens of this Commonwealth for a very long time. And he's been successful. It's, it's, it's one thing to be a fighter. It's another thing to, to win the knockout. Yeah, and what's amazing about Josh is, he, as, as Attorney General, he took on the tough fights. You know, he, he you know, I mean, listen, he went head-to-head with, you know, the, the Catholic Church. He went head-to-head with, with Big Pharma. Big Pharma, the whole deal. And like Josh said, you know, it, of course, it, 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 it's not the about Catholic the entire Church. Catholic Church. But it's not about oh. the entire Catholic Church, but it's about those people that were doing of wrong. Of course. Having said that. Let me ask a tough question. Hold your thoughts sure. here. Let me ask a tough question. For Frank and uh, Frank and Jerry, where's the disconnect for union solidarity all standing behind Josh Shapiro? Okay, is it there or not? I'll tell you, the fact that he has no opposition in the Democratic primary, I think, speaks volumes. And as you know, as our listeners know, we're not a party at the AFL-CIO. Exactly. You know. Democrats, Republicans, if you're for me, we're for you. It's that simple. And I really see that our unions are standing lockstep with Josh. And I'll tell you something else. The folks, as to Jerry's point, because he's done so much on whether it's wage theft and in uh, project labor agreement protection, uh, going after folks that, you know, unfortunately, sadly abuse others. Um, 
he's been out there as the AG. He's done it as a commissioner, you know, as his fighting for folks. So the folks that didn't really know Josh well, didn't have that great opportunity to work with him, I'll tell you, Josh has reached out to them. And I mean our unions. He's reached out, as far as I know, to every single union out there. And, and if uh, someone disagrees, please call us, and we'll make sure that Josh uh, can, can have a meeting with you. Yeah, Look, to, to answer your, not to answer your question, but to talk about how important what is going on today means in this election. We learned 48 hours ago that there was a leak of a Supreme Court opinion. Yep. That what we thought was the constitutional law for 50 years isn't the constitutional law anymore. And that union women, daughters of union men, they're going to lose their right to choose. How important is that? Well, it's, it's, it's incredibly interesting and, and, and there infuriating. Are, and, but, but like what Josh said when he was speaking, he said, and, and I said to him when we, were, when we had him on the air, I'm so happy he, he, he educate. I think education's a big part of it, Joe Krause. Educating the people that, when, when Josh said, listen, the answer's in the States now. Right. This is so important. Some people, you know. They don't, don't know what they, that means. They don't know what it means. But educating, and, and, and I think it was you, Joe, where's the disconnect with our union members? It's not just with our union members, it's general public. It's educating yourself. And like, Frank, you, like, like you said, um, you, you vote. Uh, for, you have to educate yourself on your candidates and how they impact your interests. You vote for the President of the United States, you're voting for the Supreme Court. And look at exactly. where we're at right now. So our union members, the large majority of them obviously, on, you know, are passionate about what, but they all gotta be on board, educate their families, the whole deal on, on, on voting for people who impact their interests. And that's, that's really what it's about, Listen, in my opinion. I listened to a, a podcast this morning regarding the effect of what is going to happen in June when that opinion gets handed down. Roe versus Wade is going to be overturned. And just as Josh mentioned, the states, every state in the, in the United States will have the ability to decide what abortion means to that state. There are 13 states that have trigger laws ready to be passed immediately upon that uh, publication of that opinion. Abortion will be outlawed in 13 states immediately. 12 other states have bills that governors are going to sign. You're going to have 25 states where abortion is illegal, 25 states where in some form it's not. And the people who are most impacted by that are what Josh talked about before, the disenfranchised, people right. who can't afford to travel from a blue state to a red state to get an abortion. Think about that. And that applies to, as he said, everything under the 14th Amendment, same-sex marriages, it applies to. And it's right. going to go on and on and on. It's, it's the start of a, the floodgate of the loss of liberty to every American. Which leads me to getting our vote out. Mm. Okay, like, like Frank, you said, um, you know, this, uh, historically a primary is, 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 is not the, the, the biggest turnout. Josh is, is certainly... Um, you know, running on a post, but we have other races that are important to us. Talk about them. We have other races, uh, no question about it. And I'll tell you another thing. We have, in this area and across the Commonwealth, we have a lot of friends of organized labor. But I'll tell you all, I'll tell the listeners this. 
I don't need any more friends of organized labor. I need champions of organized labor. That's what we need. And Josh Shapiro is going to be a champion of organized labor. The folks that we have up there right now, the candidates that are running, that have been endorsed by the Pennsylvania AFL-CIO, I consider them champion worthy. Those are the kinds of folks that are going to be standing up there for fighting. fighting for workers. Oh, you're right, Jerry. And oftentimes with this with this race, we talk about it. And, and you know, and I know you give us the business with about our sports teams and who we like, et cetera. And it's all it's all good good nature. But you know, um, I. I'm a little tired today. Uh, you know, it was uh, three overtimes last night for oh, us. Yeah. I'll just, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll just, yeah, hold uh, on. Wait a, wait a, but, but, oh, no, I'm sorry. But, we're not in it. But, but you know, but we, no, we'll talk to you next year. But here's what I'll say. Because oftentimes, this race in particular has been likened to the goalie, the backstop. Governor Wolf has been the backstop, you know, in his tenure here. Because we simply don't have enough friends. He's been blocking shot he has after been, shot Jerry. after shot. He has been. But here's what I see. And not enough folks are thinking about it this way. That I also see that Josh can be like that forward, like that center. You know, we need a worker's bill of rights. A exactly. worker bill of rights. Absolutely. We it need to be, be on the offense. D- yes, you're damn right. right. We need to be on the offense. Right. And so, and I think that that should fire up our listeners, fire up our voters. You know, it's not just about defending against bad things. Right. Let's push some good things. And it's time that we start doing that. We have characters out there that, you know, oh my goodness, you know, they, they, they're, they're, I don't know what they, they what they're thinking, but the folks that we support are backing right now have organized labor's interest at heart. And if you're not a member of a union and you're listening to this show tonight, they're protecting you too. They're fighting for you too. So join a union. Pick up. You Absolutely. Know. And and you know what I love about it. And 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 uh, Frank, when you t- you you said something, uh, and Joe Krause, and I'll never forget. So the election of the presidential election was on a Tuesday. The labor show used to be on a Wednesday. And that morning, Joe, you remember it, we had labor leaders scheduled for the show. And they were out late the night before, and they said, we can't do it. They, they didn't know what to say because Trump just won. But we had, we, I think we had Frank Snyder we on, on, we had Rick Blumendale, we had Pat Eiding, um, and a number of our leaders. Our leadership is what's so important. And... What, what President Blumendale said at the time, which I know you reiterated, you just said it right there, is labor is not a political party. Right. It's, we support those who support us. Now, historically, that's democratic. But the fact of the matter is, our leadership is what's important. And Jerry, you sure. and Sam, what you guys do, what, what I love about what organized labor does, and what you guys do for injured workers, injured workers that aren't even hurt yet. You're out there fighting for legislation Listen, on a daily basis that protects people who don't even know what's happening. This to goes them. back to your question about the disconnect. The disconnect on any level occurs with a lack of knowledge, a lack of understanding. That's when you have a disconnect. Knowledge is power. Oh, yeah. That's always voting, by the way. Knowledge that I impart to my client to teach them what their rights are. Because most injured workers have no idea what their rights are. Most people who vote in any election have no idea what all the issues are about or where the candidates stand. It's, it's up to us. It's up to those of us who have dedicated our lives to not only protecting, but educating. Okay? Labor leaders. His job is to educate. His job is to protect, just like my job is. All right? We don't need friends in foxholes. We need fighters. Right. And, and you know what? Uh, Last word, uh, 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 Getting the vote out. 
engaging our union or rank and file union members to get out there and support their union's agendas. Apprenticeships, by the way. That's where that's by the where way, education starts. That's right. Yes. And by the way, that's that, that that's where the, the tattoo on the arm that says local four oh one or right. local six ninety or, or the loyalty. But that's where unionism starts. And 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 that's where uh, uh, mobilizing Pat Iding, President of the AFL CIO here in all of our labor leaders, Ryan Boyer, the whole deal. How do and I'll ask this as, as we as we roll on. How do we engage and get the word out that, that this election and, of course, the general in the fall is more important than ever? And I'll ask Frank Snyder that question. And just like Sarah, Jerry said, the stakes can't be higher. And we're going to educate. We're going to educate, inoculate, agitate, and we're going to motivate folks to get to the polls. And we're going to do that. How are we going to do that? We're going to actually talk to members, member to member. That's the program. That's the campaign. That's how we win. 700,000 workers, union members in Pennsylvania, hardworking women and men who make up this Pennsylvania AFL-CIO. We'll be out there for you. Pennsylvania AFL-CIO President. Frank Snyder. President-to-be. President-to-be. President-elect. And by the way, a shout-out to President Bloomendale. <laughs> yes. The yes. two of you guys have been amazing for us. Jerry Lee Hockey. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. It's our pleasure. Thank Jay you for your Thank service. It's a pleasure to listen to you do that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a commercial break. Right. Show show. There, there we go, Joe. Thank Back you. Back in a moment. This edition of The Labor Show is sponsored in part by Sprinkler Fitters Local 692, Laborers District Council, Steam Fitters Local 420, and the International Union of Operating Engineers, Local 542. Today's program has been pre-recorded. And back here on the Labor Show with J-Doc and Krause as we roll along here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD. Pretty good segment with Frank Snyder, J-Doc, and Jerry LaHockey. Really good stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're talking about, you know, voting and being educated and doing all those things that are important. Um, this has been a great night here at Pond LaHockey and Giordano, and uh, we're, we're ecstatic to have Tom Giordano uh, here for the final segment, and, and Kajal Alimo, an attorney here at, at Pond Lahaki in the Social Security Disability Department. Um, Tom, first of all, um, great event tonight. Uh, you know, it's we you know we were fortunate enough to have uh, candidate Josh Shapiro for for, for governor. Yep. Um, talk about you know how important it is to have him here and how have, have everybody support for him. First off, Joe, it's great to see you. It's great to see Krause. Uh, this is always a pleasure. This was a night that was so important for us to just talk to our, our people. When I say people, I'm talking union leaders, doctors, lawyers, about this race might be the most important race of my lifetime. Sure. As I've been, I've been you know, born and, born and raised in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This is really important. So to have the turnout that we had tonight, to have you guys here, uh, really means the world. And I will tell you, we gotta get people to vote. We gotta get people to understand this candidate what he does for labor, what he does for the middle class, what he does for the workers in this in this uh, Commonwealth, so important. And 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 Kishel, let let just comment on the on the culture of the firm here. All the attorneys are here supporting the effort. Okay, um, understanding that this is uh, you know legislate you know legislating and, and 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 supporting those who support our issues is what it's all about. And and not just the leadership at Pomahaki, but the attorneys here also support that. Yeah, they do. So um, one of the greatest parts about being at this firm is the turnout of we're all just part of um, this the same uh, fabric where um, whenever there's something that means a lot to one person, it so I know for the partnership, it meant so much for everybody to be here and um, th- just 
everybody. They came from Scranton. They came from Pittsburgh. They, um, they've traveled from all over to be here and to listen to uh, Josh Shapiro today. Yeah, and, and, and see, that type of culture... Um, and what I love about what you do, Tom and Sam and Jerry and the whole team here is you're out there on the front lines, and, right. and, you know, in Harrisburg when, 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 when bills are happening, when, when, when uh, there's legislation that could potentially devastate injured workers that aren't even injured yet, individuals that wouldn't have benefits. Talk about the leadership and, 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 and the, um, you know, the, the, the role that you guys take, not just jumping in the back of the line, but in the front. Yeah, I mean, think about it this way. These races matter. And if a candidate gets elected that's going to go against injured workers, that's going to make it tougher for injured workers to have access to the courts, access to doctors, access to the, the, the important medical care that you need from the, from the get-go, that's everything to us. You know, that, it's walking the talk, right? I mean, this is, this is what we believe in. So that's why when a Josh Shapiro comes along, it's like a unicorn. Here's somebody who gets it, who understands the importance of labor, who understands the importance of the middle class, understands the importance of seeing the doctor of your choosing and seeing that doctor for as long as you need that doctor for. And, and, and the synergy that Pond Mahaki has with labor, okay? I've described it, Joe Krause, as often being the business agents for individuals who are injured, injured workers, who don't have other have rep, you know, representation if they don't seek it. And they end up you know, in, in, in a bad way quickly. Talk about that and that synergy that, that the firm has with labor and, and the passion uh, for workers' rights that you have. Yeah, I mean, look, first off, all three of us, Sam Pond, Jerry Lee Hockey, myself, we come from families of, of, of union members, right? So my, my grandfather started the Mill Rights Union in Philadelphia. I'm really proud of that. So obviously, right there, we have a connection. But, but let's, let's go beyond that connection that we have with our families. How about the fact that we know that most union workers, all union workers, they want to work. That's the most important thing, right? right? It's just to work, is to make money, is to provide for their family. So yeah, if you get hurt, the goal is to get you right and get you back to work. Because I guarantee you that there is not a union member out there that wants to be on workers' comp. They just don't. It doesn't make any financial sense for them to do it. So what's our, what's our, what do we have to do? It's our responsibility to make sure that if they get hurt, they get back to work, and during that process of getting back to work, they're treated with the respect that they that they deserve. And, and having said that, um, you know, the rights that that you guys are fighting for for injured workers, um, they're being they're being pushed, and they're being um, threatened all the time. People don't all know it. You know, it, it reminds me of that, that scene in Men in Black that where, 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 where the guy goes, we're always almost this, you know, this close to being you know, completely destructed, but right. people just don't know it. Talk about you know, what that, how that is in relation to um, vote, you know, getting, getting the vote out and supporting those candidates who support what we do and not just waiting for somebody else to do it. Yeah, we, we always say this. The biggest threat that we have in this industry, in the workers' comp world, it's not automation, it's not this, it's not that, it's the legislative pen, right? So it's having the right individuals in the Senate, in the House, in the governor's mansion, which is the most important in Pennsylvania, right? That, that's the synergy there. It's just understanding workers' rights. It's not buying into that rhetoric that people get hurt, they want to milk the system and be on workers' comp. It doesn't, 
That's but the, it's the narrative that, that the other side does, the, yeah, throws well. And I don't, like, you know, to me, I don't care what your politics are. Let's just talk about getting hurt and wanting to get back. Everybody wants to get back to work and provide for their families. And not to mention that. Social Security disability, which is, uh, you know, what, 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 what is... I've never seen anybody so passionate as you and Sam. <laughs> Sam talks about it. You know, people, it drives them nuts, and it should when, when people talk about it being an entitlement. Yeah. People pay into it every day yeah. and educate in making people who, who otherwise would have, you know, if they're totally disabled or if they're old enough and they're eligible for it, um, supporting that system and making sure that it's there for people, uh, you know, when they need it. Look, this is tough for me to say, but I'm, I'm joined today Kajal Alamo is maybe the best social security disability attorney I've ever been around, okay? And I practiced for about 15 years before she even came along. She does along. great radio, too. She's, I've had her on the show. She's yeah, a, she sure she's does. She's a boss. Look, we, you've paid into it from every paycheck that you get. Sam is the best at this. I, I'm not even going to do this justice. 6.2% of every paycheck that you have goes into the social security disability trust fund. You don't even know you're paying it, but it's there for you if you need it. So we don't want to hear, right, Kajal? We don't want to hear about this rhetoric that's a handout. You know it's not a handout, right? It's not. Everyone's paid that in social security disability, they've been working for five years, I believe, or more, and they've paid into the through, system. Through their FICA. That's right. Through their FICA. Exactly right. Yeah, I mean, having, yeah. so having said that, listen, it's been an incredible, incredible night. Um, J-Doc, before we break and say goodbye. Go ahead. On Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. The audience of Talk Radio 1210 WPHD spent a lot of time mourning the loss of Sid Mark. Tom Giordano sitting across oh, yeah. in the room on the microphone and a big, big fan. Your opportunity to share a story uh, or at least put a reference out there. He will never be forgotten in the fabric and in, in the fabric and the landscape yeah. of this radio station. And Krause, I'm so thank you for giving me this chance because, you know, I'm sitting here and I probably shouldn't even say this. I'm having a jack and water on the rocks. You know whose drink that is, Krause? It's Frank Sinatra's drink. That guy's my hero. But let me tell you how I found out about this guy, Frank Sinatra. Sunday mornings, 2324th South Hick Street. I'm with my grandmother, Ida, my grandfather, Tony. I'm seven years old. It's the early 80s. And what are we listening to? Listen to Fridays with Frank, and we're listening to Sundays with Sinatra. And here I am, falling in love with this music. And you know what? My friends always looked at me a little funny, like, you're a young guy. Why do you like Sinatra? Because he's the greatest, greatest singer, entertainer, everything in this country. And I did not know about him unless it was Sid Marks who delivered him to me. So when I heard that Sid passed, the first phone call I made was my mother. I said, Mom, I can't believe Sid's passed. This guy introduced Sinatra to my life, so I can't say enough about him. This radio station for, for putting him on all those years, um, and, and my my condolences to his family and all the fans out there. It's just it's well he had said. a profound impact. Well said. Uh, listen, Tom, uh, you know thanks for co-hosting a fantastic event, <laughs> unbelievable you. job. Uh, Kajal, uh, thanks for uh, joining us in our last set. And also, by the way, thanks for running the show here at Pond La Hockey. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a secret that, you know, only That's we right. know and the 50,000 people listening. <laughs> and, of course, uh, we want to thank uh, Jerry Lee Hockey and Sam Pond, Sam Pond, Frank Snyder, of course, and, of course, Josh Shapiro and, 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 and Joe Krause. Can you sit in your chair and let me do 
the correct close. That's going to do it for this edition of the Labor Show with Jay Doc and Krause. On behalf of Sam Pond, on behalf of Jerry Lee Hockey, and on behalf of Thomas Giordano, our gracious host uh, on this very special night. Shout out to Nick right there, by the way. I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. Is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program has been pre recorded.